You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk a little bit about David Bakhtiari, one of the best, if not the best, pass-blocking tackles in all of football. Now it's time to go under the helmet with Green Bay left tackle David Bakhtiari. Tell you what, though, David Bakhtiari had a heck of a first half when Khalil Mack was lined up over him. He got no pressures out of that. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, stop by their dealership for the best offers on new and used Mercedes-Benz luxury cars and SUVs in Milwaukee. Go to Mercedes of MilwaukeeNorth.com. All right, time to bring on the Packers All-Pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari, onto the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Good afternoon, David. Hey, how we doing? Doing good. Uh, so I, I guess first things first, like we always do, uh, are you playing against Jacksonville? Because Coach said Don't answer that. Hey, Don't answer that. Don't answer that. I'm going to demand that you take off days when Bakhtiari is on our show. That's what I'm going to do. Man, don't, don't answer that. So, Coach said earlier that he thought there was a, a, a good chance that you could play against Jacksonville. What would you say? Yeah, probably. There. Well, we'll go with that. Yeah, probably. Okay, I like that question, answer. Steve. Good, 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 good. I'm a big, big, big fan of yeah, probably. Uh, so, you're on the sidelines <laughs> uh, during the game, uh, and they show you on TV a little bit, and, and you're listening to play calls coming in and stuff like that. Uh, is there conversation amongst you guys when plays get called in about, oh, this will work here. Oh, they're going to get a big play here. What's that like on the sideline when you're not playing? Uh, I mean, definitely a uh, new perspective for me. I have a whole new found respect for uh, Devontae. Yeah, you were praising Devontae uh, Adams up and down on Twitter last night, I saw. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit of our inside joke, but uh, – yeah, I mean, I never really get to see what he does. I like I'll use his that third down play for example, where he was getting absolutely uh, 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 held by the the, uh, the defensive player, and he still makes that miraculous catch, which is so hard to do. And that was absolutely a foul that didn't get called. Um, it's those little things where, like, I know being that perspective, I sit there and like that play happens, I'm like, okay, good, like he shouldn't, he should get this play. This is an easy play. It's a three yard game. Like, okay, let's go on and live on the next one. But you, I don't really understand what goes into it. And some of these awesome catches, I, at one point, I saw when uh, he toasted one of the DBs, I, I hear them screaming uh, profanities that I will not uh, say because there's no one in the stadium. Just hearing those guys saying basically, oh, expletive. Yep. <laughs> As they're running, I'm like, that is awesome. And seeing him, you know, work his craft, that was uh, that was awesome to see. Now, that was a tangent. Uh Listening to, uh, to the play calls, the nice thing for me is I, I'm able to see and kind of uh, – I like to watch the offensive line, see how they're going to do, and then basically I dictate if the play's going to be good or not based on what I see them, them doing. I know what, not... uh, they have to go through. So it was just awesome to kind of right. see, you know, making sure they're doing the right adjustments, they're going through the right thing, and they're executing well. This not my question. I got another question, but I, just a comment. So you think maybe in like 10 years 
you would like to be a coach because now you would kind of know what they were going that's through? That's a question, man. Well, that's not really my question. It's like uh, a, yeah, as of as of you, right now in my think? life, no, I, I, I don't want to be a coach. Cause you don't want to be over there eighteen hours of your wife. Like, are you coming home? You don't want that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I my, my goal is to put in as much time as I can and, t- and take this as serious as possible, so I can give my myself and my life the affordability to not be um, a, a nine to five kind of guy when I'm done. So I'm. That, that, that's what I'm working towards. Yeah, I think, and I, I respect coaches, but I didn't ever want to do it like when I felt I had to put in those kind of hours. But my question is the musical chairs at the offensive line. Now, is that, that, that was remarkable because to me, Runyon, I know he got some time against the Vikings' first game. Now Wagner gets hurt, and then they're shuffling again, and Billy Turner, I mean, you got to move him back over to right, and then Jenkins is your left. I mean, do you guys just study these positions, and do you know another position just in case they have to move you at some point? They better never move him off of left tackle. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, man, if you got everybody uh, hurt, I, he meant to play the whole line. <laughs> I mean, I mean, our line coach does a great job. Uh, Adam Sinema does a great job prepping us week in and week out of not only knowing our position, but the offensive line in general, knowing the entire concept, knowing what we need to do and the calls throughout. I mean, he even gives us a test every, every night before the, uh, before the game, you know, and we have to literally draw off the plays when they're called. So uh, it really is a testament to these guys, you know, obviously, you know, running a young guy going in there and making sure the offense is still, you know, operating. That's huge. So hats off to him and uh, experience for a rookie that, that that's, that's great. Uh, then you look at a guy like mm-hmm. Billy, who has been playing some really good football, being asked to do a lot, and be moving around, and then in the mid-game, mid-game shuffle, it's a testament to his fortitude, his preparation, and what he has done before he got here, which was shuffle around, and his ascension as a football player, I think, because before he was a rotational guy, but now he's a starting caliber player, also rotate, as you can even see in mid-game, and still produce. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you look at Elton Jenkins, I mean, this is a... a uh, 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 an ascending young prospect who he's as good as he wants to be, and that is that that, that is like the ultimate compliment I can give him. And I've told him this all the time. You're as good as you want to be. Just don't get too, like don't get your, let your head get too big because he doesn't play well when he thinks he's got it all figured out. But I mean, yeah, you got to stay on him. Yeah. Can, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy can play all yeah. positions. He's played center. He's played guard. He's played tackle. Um, and it speaks to not only his size, but his versatility and his football IQ. I think that's what uh, I really like relate to and I appreciate from him. I can see, especially, you know, because I've been working with him since his first start, he has a great natural awareness of, of the game, and you can't teach that. You either have it or you don't. You can learn how to play. You can learn football and all the X's and O's, but when the bulls are flying, what's your gut reaction is going to pull you to do? His pull him in the right direction, and there's not many, not many guys that – have that that I've been around, and it's it's nice, and that that's how I know that they that he's going to be a very good player. Because when your gut reactions pull you in the right direction of what you need to do, that's very important, especially in our game. I, I got to no, go. I got to know something. Now, when did you all know Aaron Jones was going to play? Because I going up to the game, the media had it all wrong. I mean, the media said, well, emergency emergency backup, Aaron Jones. Ah, A few snaps, won't probably get that many snaps. 
I mean, he looked as healthy as I've seen him look all year. 20 touches. I mean, that that looked like just another week for Aaron Jones. Well, I think also the injury to Dexter Williams and the lack of running backs that we had, I think that played a factor in the game. I, I don't – I want to say I don't think they, they intended on that. Uh, also, you know, with the type of injury that he has, and I don't want to speak upon it, but I know when it comes to being muscular, you don't want to aggravate that because then it just resets the time clock. So it really just depends on how they feel going into that day and if, as long as it's managed because, I mean, I don't know what it is. And, but if you were – especially if it is something muscular or uh, related, if you do aggravate it and ask for that muscle to do more than it can, then it tears a little bit more and then we're right back and even worse than where you started off on. So it's getting that thing to be asymptomatic, getting back so it doesn't flare up, and then you're good to go again. So. I think they did a good job uh, following the course. I, I don't think he even had that intention of what he was going to do, but he woke up feel, feeling good, like Coach know. And then that. Yeah, Dave, you, we, you still got us? I think we might have lost us. I can hear him. I, I know. I, I, can, I can hear you guys now. Yep, okay. Good. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how much interaction do you have to, is it, do you have to have with your teammates now knowing that um, a few of the guys had COVID or have it or even played with it? Because remember, when you have a family, I mean, do they tell you guys to let your families know to follow under the same protocol? Because you go home to them every day, like to wear a mask when they go out and don't go out, you know, especially in the Brown County area, because there's been a lot of spikes up there in Brown County. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a personal accountability that falls on each and every one of us of what not only what we do and conduct ourselves at the facility, but also outside the facility and what we hold our significant other standards. Me personally, like I have um, explicitly vocalized it to Frankie. You know, I, I obviously don't want to keep her from going crazy by just walking her up in the house. I'm going to let her live her life. I just said, you know, these are these things that I have to operate in and protection and protocol for the guys that I work with. And I expect you to hold that same standard. And at any point in time, you feel like you have been compromised. And I think she hates me saying the word compromise. I say it too many times to her. But anytime that you feel like you've been compromised, I need you to let me know on that. And I can set up tests and we can stay at distance and wear masks until we know that you're in the clear. Yeah, just tell her to stay home and design the wedding. Just say stay home huh? and design the wedding. Say, baby, just stay home and design this big <laughs> wedding next year out on the beach, and it's going to be amazing. Just do that and make wreaths for everybody and make millions of dollars. She'll probably give you the <laughs> well, side. That, I like that, <laughs> that. That has been nice because that has definitely added to it, but still, at the end of the day, you know, there's still things and places she wants to go and do absolutely yeah I, I i hold i hold her to that to that that center. i'm like i am not going to tell you can't do that but just right. understand that there are certain rules that we are not like everyone else we can't go and this is implications for my job and i, I want to respect my coworkers, so i'm going to hold you to the yeah. same standard and if you don't feel like you have done that i need you to be honest and transparent and then we can work around it Right. And that, that is trust. That's what a good marriage is, is trust. And plus, she's going to be like a celebrity, too. People are going to know who she is. People know stuff like that, so you <laughs> want to protect that. I mean, she may have more followers than you after this is all over. Let me ask you another question. Now, a lot of people, David, square this up for me, square this circle. A lot of people 
was so upset that the Packers did not trade for a guy that was allegedly was supposed to get Fuller, the wide receiver, the Texans. They're just so still so angry. They really didn't take this game serious. Oh, you beat them 34-17. They're a bad team. Blah. Eh, no big deal. I mean, I, I, I mean, I try to tell them, but you can give them a different perspective. You're playing. I mean, each game, I mean, six and two, a lot of teams will take that. But how do you talk the fans down from thinking you did not get a person to help you get to the Super Bowl? Well, we're not going. I think you, you look at our team, you look at our team throughout from top to bottom on the roster. And, you know, this is a Super Bowl contending football team. That That is okay. what it is. And okay. so far we have. You heard that, Steve? Started, I've we, been we, saying we have, it, Leroy. Yeah, we have right. Put you didn't say that. In, in position to to do that with the first half of the season. Now we just need to continue that. Uh, on uh, bringing in more talent, it really is as much of okay. Yeah, bringing in more talent, sure that can increase your chances. But at the end of the day, it's about production. And it's about doing what you can. And what we need to do is, as a team, is not only we need to see to put more responsibility on ourselves to have a good game plan going into the game and then as players executing that. Because if we do that, as we said, if you look at the paper, we have what it takes to get there and to win. But it's just on the execution side. And as much as, yeah, bringing in someone can it help, sure. But what are the negatives from it? What, what, what can be drawn back from it? It, it? You could really hamstring yourself in the future. You could take away from certain things that set you up as a, uh, a consistent contender. And that, I, I, the way I look at it, the more at-bats you have to be, you know, to hit a home run, I think you're increasing your chances of hitting that home run. Whereas if you put all, you know, all your chips into, you know, one or two baskets, hoping that that's, you're really going to hit that home run, you very well could. But you also very well couldn't, and then now you don't have as many attempts at the bat. So it's really that give and take. And above all, my my viewpoint on it doesn't even matter because I don't make any decisions. That's just this is just me just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. So, right, so right, I, right. as much as as I see, and I yeah, I, I would like to build an all star team, but that's just not the reality of of our game. And and you really look at our team, it's like, like what do we com- You know, we have the best wide receiver in football. We have the best quarterback in football. We got the uh, you know a top top three line in football. We have one of the best running backs in football. Uh, we the have best left tackle in football. You know, like, look, look at the guys that we bought. Like, look at the guys who rushed <laughs> the passer in football. Uh, and we look at our secondary. We have a lockdown corner. We have guys that we brought in on the secondary that have made that a solidified position. Like, what? We got the pieces. Like, I, I don't know which, what more you really want instead of, in, in, unless you want to play fantasy football, but that's just not reality. As a fan, I hated that answer a lot. Um, well, but, that's but, reality. But, but that's okay, though. And if I was the Green Bay Packers and Murphy and Gutenkunst, I would take that from the big show, and I would just play that back at the trade deadline every single year. Because what you said— oh my it, God. Well, no, because what he said, I've heard GM say in the past. I, I've heard it, which is, hey, look, yeah, we could go for it, but if we don't make the, the, the championship, whether it's the NBA, the World Series, the NFL, if we don't make it, then we may not be very good for two or three years. Now, having said that, as a Brewers fan, they've been to the World Series once in 1982. 
Haven't been back since. Haven't even sniffed it. They lost in 82 as well. The Marlins have gone for it twice and won both times. And they've got two World Series. The Brewers have none because the Brewers don't necessarily go for it necessarily all the time. The Milwaukee Bucks have won with Lou Alcindor ages ago and haven't been back since. So from a Packer fan standpoint, it's a little bit different, right? You've got two Super Bowls recently, kind of recently, with Brett Favre and then obviously with Aaron Rodgers. And as the Aaron Rodgers window's window closes, however long he's going to be here, don't know, but he's on the other side of his rookie year, clearly. So you get nervous as a Packer fan going, we don't know what the future holds after the Hall of Fame quarterback is gone. We don't know how good Boyle or Jordan Love is going to be. So if we're close and last year you're in the NFC Championship game, that's really close. And now this year you're one of the top three teams in the in the NFL or NFC, however you want to look at it. You're close again. Why not push in and try and win this thing when you have that opportunity? Because next year, as we know, you're up, Aaron Jones is up, Lindsley's up, King's up. I mean, there's so many variations of what could happen with this roster next year. This may be that one chance before what I deem as salary cap hell probably next year setting in for the Packers. And again, this this is why we have anxiety when you look at I, I, even myself. Like I think about that, and that gives me anxiety. And I, I'm like, well, why not this? Why not that? Look at all these. And, and there's points I absolutely agree with you. But this is why we aren't GMs. We That's don't right. Know what else that goes into this? Yep. We don't know the opportunity cost of going after and getting said such player that we need so bad. We don't know. Like they maybe have done their research and they know the kind of guy he is. Could be. I don't know if yep. he, he is deemed worthy of giving up said such value. And that's the opportunity cost, I say. What's the risk to reward? If there is a value that they deem placed on him and they're not going to take it, you have to live with that, both positively or negatively. If they did do a trade, got a guy that everyone's like, oh, you got to get him, he's awesome, yada, yada, yada. I mean, uh, uh, look at look at uh, what the Raiders did with their hopes of um, uh, uh, Brown, 84. Antonio Brown, yep. Antonio Brown, what? Like, that was an opportunity for them to ascend and get a superstar player, and it blew up completely in their faces. So as much as you have this idea of something being so great happening, you it could also go completely the other way. Sure. And and that's, again, this is why we don't make those decisions. They take those hours. I don't know what type of uh, <laughs> background checks they're going through and doing, but they have a said set. I'm assuming they have a said they have a set value on a certain player, and if it if it's too rich for them, based on whatever philosophy that they they operate in, they're going to stick to that. I we don't have whether, enough. Whether we for just better or for worse. We just don't have enough time. Like we just need to sit down and talk for a good couple hours about this because I yeah, but, yeah, dude, bored I'm man with do, this No, because the counter to that is what I've talked about before, which oh, is if you look at Major League Baseball and you have that team that's going to essentially rent a player for two months and they're giving up minor league guys who they the know NFL what they're don't doing. Do that, man. I, I understand what they do in the minor <laughs> leagues. You're seeing a three, four, five guys, right? NBA, if you get to that trade deadline and you're trying to go for that championship, these guys are giving up draft picks and everything else. And in the NFL, not just the Packers, in general, across the National Football League, 
it's like they treat draft picks like gold, and it is a complete unknown of who the player will be, A, because you have no way of knowing that, unless you're like the worst team in the league, then okay, you know. But outside of that, there's no way of knowing who's going to be there when you pick. I take offense to that. Whether or not that pick is going to be any good or justify being that good to pass up on going after said player that could possibly help you win a championship now. I take offense to that because if you traded that pick, we wouldn't have David Bateyard. Trade what pick? If you I don't trade even his know fourth who the round pick, be next year. That's what I'm saying. You can't take the chance. Now you got a Hall of Fame at left tackle because you didn't trade the fourth round pick. Do you want me to go for over a guy all the, you don't know? Do you want me to go over all the picks that haven't worked? I went over one just worked. Yeah, you found the Hall of Famer. Good. But, yeah, but, but again, you only need that. Well, yeah, very fine. And not in the first round, though, Steve. I'm talking the fourth round. But David, do you do you see my point uh, on the other side of that? I, I mean, I, I I completely agree with both sides. I see how you can go one way or the other and be frustrated on one side and be completely okay with your decision. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, that's true. I, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna say one side is either right or wrong. It's just based on your philosophy. I think you look around the league. Yeah, you have teams that operate in your philosophy, and I do think it's a little more on the riskier side. And you do, you can either win from it or you could severely hinder yourself from it. I think Schneider of the uh, Seahawks is probably closer to my philosophy, if we had to put a name and, on it. And and, and that, that has worked out for him in certain instances, and it's also backfired. Yes. backfired because I mean, yep. I don't even know the last time they've had a first round pick. Yeah. No. Right. No so question. It, 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 I think it's it's how they operate and how they operate their entire function of, of an organization. And that's, again, this is why we could talk and speculate all day, but it's not our decisions because we're not faced with mm-hmm. orchestrating and operating the entire franchise. Because that's, I, I don't know all the other things that go in. I don't know any of the salary cap issues or what their plans are going to be for X, Y, and yeah. Z. I mean, uh, you talk about what's happening this year. I mean, you know, like next year as well, uh, I know Devontae's a year after me, so you have him you need to pay or whatever you're going to do with him. And he's an unbelievable player who is going to want unbelievable amounts of money. And what, like, I don't know if this one decision here could impact the decision down the road, especially with the forecasting of what's going to happen. So there's so many other variables that, one, I have never taken the time to even look into. Two, I don't really care because it doesn't really – like it's not – I can't do anything about it. Like, that's their job. So, unless you're going to completely commit your time to really looking into the salary cap, how it's going to work, how it's going to function, their typical picks, all that stuff, you are literally a guru and dive into it, then I think you can have an actual logical conversation. But for the casual fans, I guess, we can speculate, we can be unhappy, (laughs) this this way or the other. But at the end of the day, it's like, how much do you really know? Do you even know how much much cap they're going to have next year? Do you even know how much each draft cost and capital for the cap i have no idea i i don't even know i didn't even i, I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head what my cap is my cap hit is well on this year's salary well, plucker can look know. it up but be honest but be honest <laughs> but, but David, be honest be honest now i mean ronnie stanley signs that that deal with the ravens uh, the the left tackle he signs that deal you smiled a little bit didn't you why wouldn't i yeah right, right. Yeah. Raises, raises all ships yeah, that's right. That was that's that was right. that was real. I saw that. I was at all. David Bakhtiari is smiling at that deal. That is that is yeah, all I mean, good stuff. Like it, it doesn't matter. At, at the end of the day, there's always positives you can take from every every, every other deal that's out there, especially in your market. And yeah, I'm 
I'm just excited to get back out there and play very good football. And if you missed it earlier, he said, yeah, probably when I asked me if he was going to play this week. So we're all set on that. David, <laughs> thanks so much for hey, coming on. I really enjoyed it. Don't be putting that really on Twitter it. now. Don't Plucker put that, it on 30 seconds after he said it, so you're yeah, way too late. don't do that. Don't do I had that. nothing he to do with it. He was tongue in cheek. David, thank you so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, take care, Have guys. a good weekend, Take care. Brother. There he is, David Bakhtiari, the Packers All-Pro left tackle on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe. Like Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.